0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Made podcast. We have a very special guest today. So as always, make sure you stay until the end. Our guest is a mobility, strength and transformation specialist, a USAW certified weightlifting coach, jujitsu practitioner and entrepreneur. I want to welcome Chris Rhodes to the Mission Driven Made podcast, where our community inspires people to pursue health, wealth and purpose. Thanks for being on the show today, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been excited. I know we've been talking about this for about a month or so. I know how busy your schedule is, so I'm super pumped that you're finally on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, of course. So I want to start from the beginning, if possible. So you are from the south side of Chicago and eventually moved to the Bay Area, where I met you, obviously. Uh, can you kind of tell us about that, a little bit about your upbringing, if possible? Um, Let's see here. My upbringing is a little bit
1: different. Um, I was born in Guatemala, actually.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I was adopted when I was two years old, um, brought to the U.S., um, first lived in the Seattle, Washington area, and then me and my family moved out to Chicago to be closer to my grandparents. Um, Lived out there until I was about 12 or 13, and then made our way out to the, actually lived in Alameda before we moved out to Pleasanton, where you and I went to high school together.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so how old were you when you went from Alameda and then to um, the high school where we met at?
1: Uh, between uh, eighth grade and freshman year in high school. So that summer.
0: Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I know you were there at least for a couple years or so. And uh, can you kind of expand a little bit about, you know, growing up or spending a good amount of time in uh, Chicago Southside? So I lived in Hyde Park, which isn't exactly
1: the, the worst area, especially in Chicago. Um, definitely saw my fair share of violence around here and there, but I would say definitely my parents kept me away from that for the most part. Um, yeah, and then my mom worked as a nurse, uh, so she got a job offer in California, and that's what made us move out of there in the first place.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then uh, how about Alameda? How was that? It was all right. Um, that's um, where I actually had a few trouble
1: years myself there. Uh, started having a little identity issues when it came down to, uh, well, I said I was adopted earlier and my parents are Asian, so we don't look a lot alike. So I had a few years where I actually had trouble identifying myself personally. So I started lashing out a little bit, started getting involved with the wrong people. Um, so I actually went to three different middle schools in my time.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. It's just crazy to think about, because, you know, knowing you in high school, I remember you being the the nicest guy, too, you know, so I, I can't really imagine that. I know we all go through stuff or whatever, but uh, just it, it's crazy to think, you know, uh, even the nicest person in the world, you know, goes through stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah, we all have our demons at some point or another, you know, it's all about how you overcome.
0: Yeah. And then uh, once you moved from there, um, how how was the rest of high school for you?
1: High school was a little rough, too. Uh, It took a couple of years to get my life together, but still, um, I unfortunately started drinking and partying at a young age. Around that freshman year time, started smoking weed when I was in eighth grade, and then unfortunately got into cocaine from there. But eventually, I got it together. Something that always kept me focused was wanting to play sports, whether that was hockey, hockey, football, or rugby, whatever time of year it was.
0: I didn't know you played hockey. I did. Yes, sir. I played hockey all the way through. Did you play um, – was it in Dublin, the, the ice hockey team that was over there? Uh, no, I played
1: in Berkeley. I played for the Berkeley Bulldogs.
0: Oh, awesome. Do you, do you guys travel around and
1: everything? Uh, we did. I mostly did my most of my focus on roller hockey, but that's where I played my ice hockey at. I did most of my traveling with the uh, roller hockey team, uh, with the CCM Roller Vipers out of, uh, out of San Jose.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Hockey is the most fun sport to play. I, I played it as a kid as well.
1: Absolutely. I agree. I remember you saying that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, you have accomplished a lot in your life and have a really diverse background. And so, growing up, did you have this go-getter mentality at all, or that type of mindset, or did that come, you know, after, as you said, you got your stuff together in high school?
1: Um, I would actually say it started pretty early. <laughs> um, in freshman year, I did actually get in trouble. Um, what I, I kind of created my own business in a way. I bought bottles of creatine, but sold them off individually so I could make extra money that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. honestly, it wasn't the best way to do it. But yes, uh, from the very beginning, I've been always been taught to work for things. Uh, my parents were like, if you want something, get a job. I started working when I was 14 years old, doing that as well as working as a, as a scorekeeper at the hockey rink I was going to
0: awesome and then also (laughs) a creatine hustler (laughs) i remember i got uh,
1: caught by the campus uh uh, campus uh, officer and they took me in they were like we can't you're not really in trouble for anything you just can't be doing this you're not selling any drugs i was like i know (laughs) all the jocks bought into it you know
0: yeah and back in high school too that's when everyone thought creatine was like basically a steroid which you right. know obviously isn't the case but
1: exactly but it's funny <laughs> I think about it back then
0: yeah and uh you uh then received your bachelor's degree in kinesiology from cal state east bay and then i know you moved down to san diego what happened next from there
1: um so actually after high school um i mean during college, I got my uh, my, cert- my certification as a uh, AFA trainer. So I used to teach uh, group fitness classes, like cycling, Pilates. Um, I, even, I don't know if you remember when insanity was a big thing. Oh, right. I, yep. Yeah. Yep. I used to teach those classes all the time. And then from there, I got into personal training. So after I graduated college, I just looked for a regular personal training job. Um, made my way around a bunch of different corporate gyms. Couldn't find anyone that I really liked. Um, until I got a job offer at the UFC gym in Concord and I was there for about almost three years and then I worked my way up from just being a regular trainer to um, a team leader and then eventually got a job offer as uh, the training director down in San Diego so that's how I made my way down here
0: oh made okay. a job
1: offer down there and I was like yeah I'm down to San Diego any day
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: And what year was that? Do you remember? Oh, I just came up with my five years down here. So was that 2015 or 16?
0: 2015. Yeah, I do remember it must have been on social media. I randomly saw you You must have posted something at the UFC gym, or I I just saw that you were in San Diego. And I remember thinking I had no idea that you lived there. But I, I saw, you know, a few of your posts.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't complain about it. And the weather is really great. Uh, you know, uh, cost of living is a little expensive, but
0: you get yeah. what you pay for. Yeah, 72 and sunny every day though, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so with your different certifications, degrees, and all the licenses, is there one area that you are most passionate about?
1: Um, so the mobility work I do, I love doing that. So I do uh, cupping, uh, scraping, ART, which stands for active release technique. Um, And then I do advanced stretching. So helping people move better, feel better, um, being able to perform better if they're doing a particular sport or just overall, just having an overall uh, better well-being through life. That's what I really love doing.
0: Gotcha. And so that's the, the big focus and the big fashion, or excuse me, the big passion. Correct. That's right. Uh, Came over that over the years, just from my own injuries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we were talking offline a little bit ago, you compete in jiu-jitsu. Can you kind of right. expand on how you got into that? So um, through
1: college, I played rugby. Um, I continued to play men's rugby after after college. Had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then, unfortunately, my last season, I tore my bicep. So I was like, eh, probably need to start taking it back a little bit. The body doesn't recover like it used to. And at that point, I already had uh, shoulder injuries as it was. So I wanted to find something that wasn't as hard on the body. So from there, I actually got into CrossFit. And I know you're a big CrossFit guy yourself, too. That was a lot of fun. and did some competing in that. used to go to uh, CrossFit Invictus. You know, that's where I used to go. Um, It was a lot of fun. I did that for a few years. At that point, I was lifting a lot. But my body just felt like trash, (laughs) to be honest body's not meant to do that much heavy lifting so many frequently days throughout the week. Right. Um, So I, when I was working at the UFC gym, still, there was a a coach there who, who taught uh, jujitsu. So he's like, you know, come give it a shot, you know, maybe you'll like it. And through my whole time working for the UFC gym, I was already part of the company for about four years. Only tried jujitsu once at that point. Didn't like it when I first tried it. And then once he got me into it and trying it again, I just got hooked. And then from there, just I always need something to compete on. It just it just gives me something to focus on. And I like to joke around and says it keeps me out of trouble pretty
0: much. (laughs) Awesome. And so I I don't know too much about jujitsu. You know, I see a lot of people do it as far as the strength and conditioning for it. Is there like a separate not program, but like, do, do you guys do strength training? Do you other conditioning or is it literally everything on the floor? If that makes sense.
1: Um, when I get closer to competition time, I generally lay off the weights as much cause I have to make a certain weight to compete at. Um, and when you lift more, uh, more weights, you generally, um, hold a little bit more water within your muscles. So it makes you heavier. Um, so when I'm outside of competition time, like right now I have about a month until my next one, I'll probably get some more lifting in. Got it. Um, I would definitely say I, uh, my lifting program for me specifically, I do incorporate a lot of aspects from CrossFit. Um, like a day we'll start with a particular strength portion, whether that's a squat deadlift, um, overhead press, and then I'll go into accessory work and then do a Metcon, you know, just to get that yeah. strength and conditioning aspect. So I do take a lot of the things i learned from CrossFit into my strength and conditioning for jujitsu. Um, I definitely find that that's been beneficial, but I would say more, more than anything, a lot of it just comes from being on the mats.
0: Gotcha. Is your body feeling better? Do you still feel beat up all the time? Because I know you were talking about those injuries you had. Um, every once in a while. Um, I think it definitely helps me doing what I do for work. I, I know how to take care of
1: my body a whole lot better. And then also I work with a chiropractor, so he helps me a lot too. Um, but when I first started jujitsu, actually, when I was just focusing on CrossFit, I was walking around 185, 190 and now i walk around about 155 to 160. Oh wow. So, ooh, so overall i feel a whole lot better and i'm way more flexible. Gotcha. Granted i miss being able to deadlift 455, but yeah. <laughs> that's not happen again anytime soon.
0: Yeah, i i loved doing crossfit and the community and and coaching, all that was fun, but kind of similar to you, i started getting so beat up and the injuries, they they wouldn't stop cuz you know the competitive aspect in crossfit it kind of encourages you to, to, to keep going faster, to keep adding weight. So with the, you know, competitive personality that a lot of us have, it kind of makes us, I feel more prone to injury. So yeah, because of my, you know, back injury and shoulder, I actually kind of stopped doing CrossFit about probably been about eight months. I just do very basic strength and conditioning. I'm trying to <laughs> heal my back from all those years, right. of, years of damage. So I, I know exactly what you're, you're talking about.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And uh, how did you get into entrepreneurship?
1: So honestly, it's just because I got tired of working for a corporate gym where they take such a big um, percentage of what you bring in. Yeah. Um, I would never badmouth any company I worked for because I mean, I did learn a lot of great things working for the UFC gym, but to make the money I wanted to make, I had to charge my clientele a huge rate like up to upwards from 150 to 175 for per session. Yeah. Sucked. And I still was only getting about 30% of that. So it it more so just wanted to go into working for myself and actually the pandemic more than anything, actually kind of kicked my butt into it. Um, When we found out we were going to close down for a bit, the chiropractor I was seeing at the time knew what type of body work I was doing. And he opened up his own facility and he offered me a, a position to go work with him as an independent contractor. So, I being that it was the time during the pandemic, I was like there's no better time to, you know, take that leap.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And is that where you're still working currently?
1: Uh, yes sir. Yes.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And then any lessons learned that you can kind of talk about from being an employee then transitioning into working for yourself because I know it can be pretty rough.
1: The grind never stops. <laughs> it really doesn't especially uh, working as an independent contractor. When you work for a corporate gym or any corporate place, you generally have people coming into you every day um, just because you get a lot more advertisement. Um, Word of mouth is uh, a big thing through big gyms. Um, But working for myself, I noticed it's an everyday grind. When I first started working over here, I was working seven days a week just because I was trying to build up my clientele here. So I would definitely say that, yeah, just the grind never stops and you gotta keep working. Yesterday, I got, or Sunday, I got done with my competition. First thing I did, text my clients to make sure everyone was good to go from the weekend. Everyone ate well, uh, made sure my schedule was set for the week. And my girlfriend was like, you can't even take an hour. So, you know, just catch your breath and and uh, take time for yourself. And I was like, no, uh, just just how I am. It's how I'm wired.
0: Yeah, busy, busy for sure. <laughs> Can you give us a, a day in the life of uh, Chris Rhodes, what that would look like? Well, let's see.
1: Um, Today, like a normal day, I was up at 4 a.m., had to be to the facility at 5. I had my first client at 5. I generally have clients from 5 a.m. through 9 a.m. And then I'll take an hour, about half an hour, 45 minutes to do my own stretching and mobility. And then I'll go do my first session of jujitsu, which is a competition class. And I work with uh, some of the best coaches uh, out there. I'm really lucky to be able to train with the team that I do. Um, then I'll come back to work from noon until about four or five, and then I'll go back to the gym and train jiu jitsu again at six p.m. until about seven thirty. Go home, wash, rinse, and repeat. Take care of the dog. Same thing, different day.
0: I love it. I, I love it's such a grind.
1: I'm I'm very much a creature of habit, so I like to have yeah. my set schedule and do my things.
0: Awesome man, and uh, I try to ask everyone on the show this um, that are in fitness or a related field so what would you say the fitness myth that just won't die what would you say that is
1: lifting weights will get you bulky and keto is the answer for all your weight loss (laughs) problems. those are the two biggest things that bug me the most especially keto it is absolutely terrible for your body
0: yep (laughs) it's uh keto and what's the other one carnivore it's getting very popular and people think it's a it's a magical right ocean right. or something no. yeah yeah the the weights one that you just said someone on the show a couple weeks ago said the same thing yeah i um i started working with this woman not
1: too long ago and she was like i don't want to get too bulky i was like trust me that's not gonna happen that really comes down to more your diet than anything else but so it, it's just frustrating that it's it's still out there you know
0: yeah and the bulkiness that doesn't happen by accident or overnight right
1: exactly and you know it all it comes down to how you eat and how you train so yeah it just depends on what your goals are and myself as a trainer it's my job to give you the roadmap to what your goals are
0: absolutely and uh do you have any future plans with your business that you can share with us um
1: i know we're, we're looking to expand right now um i hope to one day open my own facility so i can start bringing in Um, The next generation of people who want to do mobility and uh, um, myofascial release in the way that I do. Um, I feel because it's still pretty new in the fitness world to be doing this type of stuff. It's mostly gotten really big over the last five, 10 years or so. So still fairly new. So I'd love to help that next generation get interested in that.
0: That's for sure. Awesome, man. I I can't wait to see all the stuff that you uh, have for the future. And uh, okay, Chris, this is uh, the last part of the show or give my guests the floor for a few minutes, any takeaways for listeners that are looking to be in a similar career field full-time like you?
1: Um, I would definitely say like, kind of like what I referred to before, um, the grind never stops. Um, If you want to work for yourself, that's definitely where it's going to come into fruition. The more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. Um, You can't expect to be, have things handed out to you, Um, We actually had somebody who was working with us here who didn't work out because they just wanted clients handed to them. Um, Chris, which is the chiropractor I work with, has only referred to me one client. Other than that, it's been all my own hard work. And uh, that's really what it comes down to. You get what you put into it. Um, And now I'm only working Monday through Friday and I have my weekends off. So the grind is definitely worth it. That's for sure.
0: Awesome, man. And uh, where can people connect with you um, if they want to hire you or just reach out to you. Um,
1: you can reach me through my Instagram. It's at krock.2. Um, you can also contact me through my cell phone number uh, 925-785-3394. And you can also look me up on Facebook. That's Chris Rhodes, K-R-I-S, last name Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. Those are the best ways to get into contact with me.
0: Awesome, man. I'll make sure to link all of those in the description for the show. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Mission Driven Made podcast. If you found value in this, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I'm really excited to announce I have a book that's coming out in the near future, so please stay tuned for that. Chris, thanks for bringing so much value to all the listeners today. Until next time, everyone, stay mission driven.